two scared siblings. <laughs> Hi. Welcome. Yes. To our podcast. Uh, yes, I keep wanting to say it. Ours, not yours. <laughs> My podcast, not your podcast. I feel like that's the tag. People are trying to steal it. Uh, yeah, we've we've got just like gold here, <laughs> pure gold. Uh, Everyone's gonna want to get their little slimy talons on this one. Hands off, talon Buster. holders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Buster. Buster. Put up your dukes. Hey, that yeah. is, used to be the meanest insult in probably the 50s. Probably like, yeah, I guess so, actually. Put your dukes up. I don't know. Chump, chump could get a little, <laughs> chump could be pretty harsh, probably. Oh. oh, there actually were some really don't funny insults. Don't even say that word. That's NSFW. And NSFW. Oh, Tumblr's going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> There's a female presenting nipple in this, uh, I don't know, hypothetically, there could be one somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there might there might be some there might be some flesh tone in the vicinity. We gotta be careful. I don't know. <laughs> Gosh, so that's a whole mess. I'll talk about that later on my own account. But my skin is flesh tone, as you may imagine. There are many flesh tones. That's another thing I don't understand about oh, tagging yeah. like, flesh tones. Because like, how are they gonna do that? Like, that's everything ranging from like black to brown to pale to like to like everything. Like, there are some people that colors. are virtually white. There are, exactly. Like, like, as a paper. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and every shade of beige in between, and, like, tan, like, mm-hmm. any shade of brown, like, they're just gonna be fucked, man. They're not gonna be able to yeah, do no, this. Yeah, no, they can't do it. And that's, yeah. Well, whatever. Know. But, you know what, at least our podcast is somewhat non-flesh-toned, mm-hmm. and for, I guess... I mean, we posted a tree, and it's brown. <laughs> they could get flagged. I don't know. There's some beige in that grass in that one photo. Like, <laughs> But we'll find out. We'll find a way. Because speaking we'll of Tumblr, it. we have Tumblr. Spe- yeah, exactly. That's why I was leading into, basically, mm-hmm. is that Tumblr is actually relevant for us to be talking about in this very moment, because we have a Tumblr, and it's twoscaredsiblings.tumblr.com if you want to check it out. I know Tumblr's a, a dumpster fire right now, so everyone's, like, fleeing to uh, Twitter and such. But, like, we also have Twitter. Yeah, we're also on so, Twitter. So, yeah, you and can Instagram. follow us everywhere. Yeah, but you should follow our Tumblr anyway and for one? as long oh, as right, it's alive. Facebook. Yeah, there's Facebook. We've got Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we ha- also have, finally, a Patreon. We do. Yay! Yeah, and that's also Two Scared Siblings. And yeah, if you if you donate a dollar, just one dollar a month, uh, to our Patreon, you can uh, get a special shout out of your name, and you will also be listed in the description by whatever name you want. Yeah, yeah, we'll give you a special shout out vocally once, and then from then on, you'll just be mentioned in the uh, credits as you know, special donors and whatever else. That sounds really dire. Special donors. <laughs> you can tell us if you don't want to be there. We, I woke uh, up. And if you don't want to be called a special, a special donor. donor. <laughs> I woke up in a bathtub surrounded by ice. I checked my side and my dollar was missing. <laughs> new, <laughs> and new my name pasta. appeared on Two Scared Siblings. Yeah, but that's the fun part. Yeah. <laughs> that was the scariest thing. There was a note <laughs> and a scar. But the scar was from five years ago. I checked my pocket. My dollar was missing. <laughs> like. Basically, yep. yeah, your kidneys are fine though, so it's it's good. But yeah, we won't take those yet. No, that will be the true special donor tier. We don't need <laughs> like kidneys yet. Five dollars, ten dollars. We'll $15, let you know if our kidneys start failing. A kidney, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll $50. be fifty dollars. <laughs> that'll be the mid-level tier. Will be a kidney. Yeah, that's mid-level. Yeah. I would say like I wouldn't I say guess... it's that high because it's not like it's, it's your not heart. Both kidneys. It's just one kidney. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're still going to be alive. Yeah. Provided I perform the surgery. Are you performing the surgery uh, on yourself? Textbook. What if you're the one who needs the surgery? Are you then you have open to do yourself it, up? obviously. Oh, I was just going to be like, are you not, you're just going to stay awake. Here I am assuming that your kidneys will probably fail more uh, sooner so. than mine You know though. what? Weirdly enough, my kidneys are really, really good. It's, it's your liver that's It's my right. liver that's garbage. Well, we can't take their liver. Well, we can, but it has to be a higher tier than the kidneys. Yeah, I need a, it'll be, it'll be like under $50, but like after 25 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whereas a kidney is under twenty five. Like thirty five dollar tier equivalent will be a lobe. <laughs> one liver lobe, thank you. But yeah, that's that's for the future. My liver's not actually like gonna kill me right away, so I'm good. Um There you go. It's it's just a little upset. 
What was I going to say? I, I speak soothing words to it and it like relaxes a little. Oh, yeah. Did yeah, you tell them what our say? second tier was? Our second, yeah. So uh, first tier, $1, which we'd be <laughs> eternally grateful for and also gets you your name. Our second tier, uh, I believe we set as $5. Um, it might actually have been less than that, like two to three. I'm going to double check. But I think it was five. And I it think was, it's five. Uh, and bonus it content. It's basically, yeah, for $5 a month, you get bonus content on our Patreon account. Mm-hmm. So if you're subscribed to our Patreon account, you will get bonus video content and uh, extra short episodes. Yeah. So that's like, you know, full audio episodes. They'll just be a little shorter. So like 15 to 20 minute episodes. And, like, short uh, YouTube video, well, YouTube-style content. It won't actually be on YouTube. It'll just be for the Patreon people who gave us $5. But we are actually <laughs> going to do YouTube as well. We are. Uh, for not $5. I just can't make but it that work. will be very brief stuff. <laughs> I can't yeah. make it work right now. But we will. And we we'll will have actual someday. video. Yeah. But, yeah, for Patreon, that's something you could get sooner. And we're also welcoming suggestions for other tiers and for, you know, what kind of bonus content people who do the $5 or more a month will even want yeah Yeah. like if you want weird selfies for instance that's a thing you can do that if like when we get higher tiers we might do t-shirts and stuff because we've got some ideas so yeah that's exciting basically it's my face on on your t-shirt just mine yeah just hers because i actually don't want my face on. and it says (laughs) i belong to andrea from two scared siblings you know what? There's probably at least, like, two people who would want that, at least. <laughs> like, there, I guarantee there are people who want that. I have asked people, like, no, I haven't asked people. If they it would be really funny face, if I was asking them. If, you, if they want <laughs> yeah. you to own them. <laughs> yeah, I just walk up to people, hey, you want to wear my face on a t-shirt? It's good promo, I guarantee it. Now, I've had people ask me, like, on Anon on Tumblr, which, you know, you should send Anons to our two scared zibs. We're very very excited about that function on tumblr it's the only thing left there but yeah i don't know what the hell that is oh it's like anonymous messages so you get so people will tell you all the weird shit that they've always wanted to tell you with no fear so it's more yeah it's fun that way yeah because there's an anon (laughs) function right so you can't you can't find them don't let fear hold you weirdos back yeah no exactly (laughs) if you did you wouldn't be listening to this podcast but basically yeah i've had people like on anon on my like personal tumblr uh, ask if they, yeah, ask if they could put my face on a mug one, uh, once. That was, like, five years oh, ago. Yeah, yeah and, and I don't remember what I said. I think I was like, haha, I'd be honored. And inwardly, I was like, my pores are going to look so bad They wanted on to drink mug. coffee out of your head? I mean, that opens up a whole new can of, like, Freudian <laughs> worms that I'm trying not to think about. But, like, my pores are what I'm worried about. <laughs> I don't that is the bigger gonna do concern. That, it's going to be highly photoshopped. <laughs> but, yeah, so... Today for you, we have a case and also cryptids. I will be doing cryptids. Andrea will be doing a case. And we have and an we email. Re- yeah, we received an email. So let's start off with the email. I'm just going to lightly describe it because uh, basically it came from one of our listeners and it was suggestions for stuff to do. And since we're going to do that stuff, I don't want to spoil it. Spoil it now, yeah. right? So I can't read the whole thing. Um, but she did refer to, she wanted to stay anonymous. Yeah. Uh, she referred to the stories and folklore from Thailand. She said she really like loved hearing those stories. Mm-hmm. And so she said she told a story, which um, she used to have friends from Thailand in high school, twins Chanthi and Chanthu, and I don't know if that's how you pronounce them. Okay. Uh, but That's interesting, though. Um, yeah, listening to our Thailand episode reminded her of them. And she Ooh. says, they used to tell me that there's a ghost that comes and licks your blood if you have a wound and thus poisons you, uh-huh. possibly developed as a folklore to explain sepsis and infection. People all around the world have stories similar, thinking evil spirits are to blame for various illnesses and such before science and medicine developed to where it is now. In some countries, I'm sure that the beliefs and illnesses are caused by evil spirits are still going strong. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I still believe that in some cases. And then the twins, she said, also told me they'd seen ghosts many times, like a mother in a tree holding her baby. They were very fearful of them. A lot of war, yeah. A lot of war and conflict happened in Thailand in the past. They came to New Zealand for a safer place to live and a better life. And I wonder how they are doing these days. We lost contact for various reasons. Yeah. And then there was a video, but it's going to be on my next topic. And yeah, you can. Link I'm not going to mention. It. No, you should like. You can embed the video to like Tumblr. 
Yeah, and, I can uh, put Twitter. the video in after that episode, and then people. Yeah, can see we'll it. upload the. Yeah, so that would be interesting. Yeah, and then. Yeah, she for said, the next episode, she uh, recommended. Yeah, so she recommended yeah, uh, shapeshifters for one of our episodes, and the Enfield yeah. haunting for another one of our episodes. So we're gonna mix those in in the next few episodes. We think. Yeah. Probably some Christmas stuff. Yeah, basically, like next one we were thinking, Andrew would do shapeshifters, and I'd do a Christmas case, and then the one after that. I do the Enfield haunting, and Andrew would do a Christmas case. So there's going to be a lot of Christmas cases. We're thinking of doing Krampus for the actual Christmas week, and mm-hmm. yeah, like there's lots of stuff, stuff coming. Yeah, there's lots of stuff coming, and it's creepy Christmas stuff because everything bad happens on Christmas. I swear, a lot of bad things. Yeah. Yeah, I think when you hype something up as being lucky, it's just like the divine universe just wants to like screw you right then and there. Like, yeah. And that's what happens, but like, which sucks because I hype every year, but. <laughs> Essentially. So we should dive into our stuff. Did you want to go first with your case or sh- shall I with my cryptids? Uh, I'll go first this time. Yes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I went first last time. Let's switch. Yeah, All right. we can switch. Okay. Yeah. Tell me our case. No, I changed my mind. <laughs> I'm going home. Goodbye. Yeah, it's just kidding, actually. Podcast canceled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this one's short uh, because I struggled a lot for hours. Uh, you suffer to for your find, art. Yeah. I was trying to find very specific stuff. And okay. it turns out that, that it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. You know how we that want is. We to do something that's currently happening. That's mm-hmm. currently on the public current, mind. But not solved. Yeah, that's current what I was like unsolved. For. Current yeah. unsolved. So, so I, that's a theme. I found something. Okay. And it's weird because... I had been thinking about this thing from before because I'd accidentally found it before. Yeah. But I completely forgot the name of the victim and any of the names involved whatsoever. Oh, bullshit. And then I accidentally came across it again. I was like, there it is. Yay. Oh, perfect. Okay, well, what's what's going on? What's going on in the world? So it's the disappearance of Jamie Lynn Kloss. Oh. Yes. Okay. Uh, So she was 13 years old at the time of her disappearance. She's disappeared. I assumed, yeah. yeah. So she's still she's still not there. An Amber Alert was issued nationwide around 3.30 p.m. on October 15th of this year. Okay. She's described as 5 feet tall, 100 pounds, with blonde or strawberry blonde hair, and she was last seen on October 14th at a family member's birthday party. So she's not that big, yeah. She's no. a tiny... She's just a little 13-year-old. 13-year-old, yeah. yeah. Thin. I knew someone short. actually named Jamie Lynn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not not the, the Jamie that you and I have complained about, but like um, <laughs> a different Jamie who is called Jamie Lynn, different oh, okay. last name, not 13. Not Kloss. So, yeah. So Jamie Lynn Kloss, what happened? So the night of the disappearance, a 911 call was made from the home of the Kloss family around 1 a.m. Okay. The operator didn't actually talk to anybody, but what? they heard a lot of stuff in the background, a lot oh. of noise and some yelling. And then the dispatcher tried to call back, and they got the voicemail of the mother. Oh, shit. So then they obviously dispatched you yeah. know, emergency services, and they yeah. got there four minutes after the call. Mm-hmm. The police noticed that the front door had been kicked in. Oh. And Jamie's parents, her father, James Kloss, who's 56, and Denise Kloss, who's 46, were dead from gunshot wounds. Oh, shit. The family dog was still there when they arrived, and it was believed that Jamie was home at the time of the shooting, based on details in the 911 call and evidence from the home. So they must have heard her in the background. Plus, it makes sense. Well, yeah. Yeah, make, like, I maybe think they she believed the that call. they heard the intruders while they were still there. Yeah, like basically someone, yeah, with the with the call, it sounds like someone just had time to quickly dial 911, just leave it off the receiver, like, they couldn't Yeah, to get somebody else. there. Yeah. But in that four minutes. In that four minutes, a lot happened. The yeah. parents were murdered, and... They didn't find the gun. Okay. Was the dog alive, or was the dog dead, too? Uh, alive, I think. That's weird. Yeah. Okay, so this sounds a little, like, strange. All right. So the uh, there were two vehicles that were spotted on surveillance footage that were near the home. Mm-hmm. And the police identified them as vehicles of interest. Right. One is uh, red or orange, two thousand between 2008 or, and 2014 Dodge Challenger. And then there was a black Ford Edge, which was between 2006 to 2010. Or else it was uh, 2004 to 2010 Acura MDX. 
Which okay, is important because so she's still like, missing. <laughs> yeah, it is important. That's no, these details are important because she is she just went missing recently. So Yeah. Well shoot. I just wanna <clears throat> Yeah, what are you checking? What's up? Where? Oh. I didn't oh, write okay. down the location of where she went missing from, but I can just quickly... Yeah, we should probably mention that, because uh, it would be really hard if, to give tips if we don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there are probably a lot of, like, small blonde girls out there. Wisconsin. Wisco- Wisconsin? I know. Okay. You know what? This is how I came across this one when I was looking for a Wisconsin case. Right. Wisconsin, why do you keep coming up? Oh, man. Why... Boy, when it comes to cryptids, do I have a lot to tell you about West Virginia. It's Barron, <laughs> Wisconsin. Like by, yeah, in oh, the Barron, okay. Wisconsin area. Barron, Wisconsin. Barron is a city or town, I don't know. Okay. Northwestern Wisconsin. Okay, yeah. Maybe some of my friends from Wisconsin can, like, let me know. But, okay, so. Yeah. So, the neighbors uh, claimed that they did hear two gunshots around, like, 12:30 a.m. on October 15th. Oh. Okay. But they dismissed it as hunting was because it was actually what? really common around there. Okay, so this might be a little rural, hey. Yeah. Okay. It's it might be like a small rural town. Cuz I was going to say I was picturing like suburbia and I was like, oh yeah, just well, typical suburban too, hunting, just like, going out to shoot some Yeah, but they do have woods around and if you picture yeah, like Cougar Ridge, true. if it was right. normal to go hunting around there, yeah. We had a lot of like woods and ravines around where yeah. it might have been normal if it I guess, yeah. Was something. That's scary. Yeah, so they didn't call 911 because they weren't oh, suspicious. Jeez. Investigators have received more than 2000 tips in the case and have reviewed a large majority of them. Uh, there was an initial search on October 18th where searchers concentrated on the sides of US Route 8, which is near the home. Right. On October 23rd, volunteers spent the day searching for her. A $25,000 reward for any information leading to her location was issued on October 24th. And then on October 26th, that was doubled. Oh. To $50,000 if... If any info. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, geez. And then I went... So I decided to dig deeper. Yeah. And went on Reddit. Yeah. Oh, Because, of course, that is... That's that's dark web right there. (laughs) (laughs) That is like reading an encyclopedia. It yeah, no, it's highly reliable. reliable. Yeah, no, but it's good to hear these things because, <laughs> like, it's, like, personal accounts. Well, that's the problem with this case. Nothing, it's new. Yeah, it So just there's happened. not much information out there. No. So I thought Reddit <laughs> would okay. be, like, the only place that yeah. would have more. Yeah, no, that's fair, honestly. So the FBI is now, okay, this might not be true. Just putting that out there in case you didn't uh, guess that from me saying reddit yeah but here we go uh the fbi is on the hunt after receiving a tip that a woman had a chilling conversation with a strange man during a pit stop for gas in barron county wisconsin this was two weeks before jamie disappeared uh so this woman's mother stopped at a senex gas station in the 1700 block of division avenue in barron county uh the gas station is just a couple miles from where she vanished okay so when they got there she came across this large man at an A&W restaurant eating. Right. And, okay, so the guy started saying things like, you know, I hate this area. There's yeah. only plant jobs here. That's all there is. What do you think about the Jacob Wetterling case? I think I know who did it. Kids what? go missing and women go missing all the time. They get taken from their homes or vehicles and are never found. You never know how many bodies a person has. There could be 18 bodies buried across the country and no one would ever know. What? Oh. I mean, that's a really funny dialogue, the way it's written. I feel like someone wouldn't just say that, like, in that exact way. But, like, yeah. I, it's it's true. I mean, but it was he's just not weird. wrong, but it is weird that he'd just say that. Yeah. yeah, it was weird. And I imagine it probably just seemed even weirder than it sounds when I'm retelling it here, right? Well, yeah, maybe he said it exactly like that. And he yeah, just, like, like manically. Yeah, like But manic. then this is also a big guy. Yeah, big, yeah, and... scary dude, yeah. And he, he said, imagine living with that guilt, knowing that you killed someone and you can't tell anyone. Ah, uh, okay. And it, that's how uh, the conversation started. So yeah. he said that out of the blue. Yeah, that's alarming. And then that's when the... Yeah. Oh, that's how everyone approaches me, like, on the street when they're about to tell me that they've been a meth addict for 10 years and their family, like, disowned them. Like, yeah. they, just, they just enter with it, like... Hi, sir. Hypothetically, would it be bad if I was a meth addict who stabbed five people in prison? I actually had this conversation. 
Oh. Yeah, someone brought that up with me and talked about how they sold mushrooms and stuff. I don't know what it is about me, but people can, like, sense that, like, I've done drugs or something or that I'm not a narc or whatever because they just tell me these things. Well, you definitely don't look like a narc. No, I'm way way too tiny and uh, adorable. Yeah, and not, like asshole-ish looking enough. Yeah, I, I don't look like enough of a, you know, aging frat boy to pull it off, I to guess. To pull off the cop look. Yeah, to pull off the <laughs> cop look, yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna say, it. yeah, basically, like, aging frat boy about sums up that look to me. But yeah. Like, yeah. Beer belly. Getting stale. Yeah. <laughs> but still wants to, like, do, like, dunk some heads and do some swirlies. Yeah. Like, still, still at 35. Yeah. Yeah, at, like, 35. Yeah. 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 Hangs mm-hmm. out with, like, you know, 18-year-old girls. Like. Did that just describe anybody you know? Then they are a cop. <laughs> Don't tell them anything. Someone's like, oh, no. Not, not Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> Probably Greg, honestly. Yeah, oh, it's definitely Greg. Greg feels like a cop name. I feel like we've likened Greg to a different sort of name, too. Like a, a something that belongs to someone else well. Oh, and if his name is Joe? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Joe. Joe's a narc. That's a cop no matter what he looks like. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, yeah, so, so her name, Jamie Lynn Kloss. Yeah, okay. so she just goes by Jamie Kloss. Yeah, which yeah. makes sense. Lynn is like her middle name, I'm guessing, or is it like I think it's her middle name. Okay, okay. Well, good to know. I had mm-hmm. not actually heard about this. And it's spelled J A Y M E. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew someone who spelled it similarly, not yeah. Jamie Lynn, but yeah, different Jamie. But it was mm-hmm. like J A Y M I. There are like five hundred thousand ways to spell. There are names too many ways now. Yeah, like and nobody wants to do it the normal way. No, no, no. If you're gonna name your kid something like Tegan now, it's got to be like. T-E-E-A-G-G-A-I-N-G-N-H. Jesus. Yeah, basically. Like, it's how it is. <laughs> I knew someone named Kaylee, and it was spelled like oh, K-A-I-E-G-H-L-E-I-G-H. No. That was literally Stop it. it. I know. None of us knew how to say it, and it was just, she was always just like, it's Kaylee. And we're like, well, why the fuck doesn't it, like... Why? Why is it spelled this other way? That's not even the, the like, Celtic, the Gaelic way. No, like, I've that'd seen be it like spelled C- the Gaelic way. Yeah, C-E-I-L-I. Although it was yeah. with a K. Yeah. But yeah. Um, they tried. Well, they could, yeah, they're not <laughs> they actually, like, Irish, uh, even. Yeah, or, yeah, Scottish or Irish, yeah. yeah. I know, that that's a scent is interesting. I actually have, like, some cryptids related to that, so we're going to do that in a sec. I just need to take a break and clear my throat 5,000 times. You need to pee. Just a moment. Don't lie. I also need to do that. Clear my throat <laughs> and pee. It's kind of like... <clears throat> Psst. Yeah. Thanks. There you go. You're welcome. I just did a skit for you. <laughs> all right, and we're back for some cryptid fun. So... That is always fun. It is fun. Cryptids are a lot of fun. So, like, first off, the Oxford English Dictionary defines the noun cryptid as an animal whose existence or survival to the present day is disputed or unsubstantiated. Any animal of interest to a cryptozoologist. And some dictionaries and encyclopedias define the term cryptid as an animal whose existence is questionable. So these days, they've gained like a lot of notoriety both offline and like a whole lot online. I know like all of you probably know what they are and are like, yeah, cryptids. <laughs> I know at least one of you is wearing like a shirt that says, like, ask me about Squatch right now. I know it. <laughs> I know it very deeply and personally. All right, so like, um, let's see. For I first think you one, your I did flip my page early. I was just like, "That's it for that page." Just, a, just the dictionary like definition. Skip a That's lot it. of information. Yeah, no, you don't need to know all that info about Mothman. No, we'll just read your mind. Yep. So Mothman. I'm. I figured I'd start out with a classic. I've got some classics and some like less talked about ones on here, but like. I had to do Mothman because Andrea sent me, like, a hilariously (laughs) out-of-context blurry drawing. I made it. She just... Did you make it? I did. I drew it. It, Based on, like, something you saw online? Yes. Okay, that's actually really funny. I googled cryptid and then I... Drew what you saw? Chose one that looked easiest to draw and to do it. Oh my gosh, that's so funny because I recognized (laughs) him immediately. And I was like, oh, that's Mothman. See, and I was like, like, I think this is Mothman, but I'm pretty sure Ren told me that he is... Into cryptids. No, what did I say? Uh, A creepypasta. No, yeah, he's not a creepypasta. But I was confusing him with Slenderman. Yeah, Mothman. 
Slenderman. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so in West Virginia folklore, the Mothman is a creature reportedly seen in the Point Pleasant area from November 12, 1966 to December 15, 1967. The first newspaper report was published in the Point Pleasant Pleasant Register dated November 16, 1966, titled Couples See Man-Sized Bird dot 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 creature dot 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 something that was the title very That's good, a good title very yeah. catchy yeah i know so the national press soon picked up the reports and helped spread the story across the united states and the mothman was introduced to a wider audience by gray barker in 1970 and later popularized by john keel in his 1975 book the mothman prophecies claiming that there were supernatural events related to his sightings and a connection to the collapse of the silver bridge yeah, there's a lot about that. Um, I remember reading about that. Yeah, no, Mothman and his connection to that is a big thing. So, like, there's an annual festival in Point Pleasant, and it's devoted to Mothman. They have a statue. That seems reasonable. He's, he's actually a pretty statue. Uh, it was, it's really nice. I saw a picture of the statue. Like my drawing. Yeah, it's basically just that. That kind of beauty. And with paper mache. And, yeah. <laughs> so, as for early sightings, on November 12, 1966... Five men who were digging a grave at a cemetery near Clendenin, West Virginia, claimed to see a man-like figure fly low from the trees over their heads. This is often identified as the first known sighting of what became known as the Mothman. Shortly thereafter, on November 15, 1966, two young couples from Point Pleasant, Roger and Linda Scarberry, and Steve and Mary Millette, told police that they saw a large gray creature whose eyes glowed red when the car's headlights picked it up. They described it as a large flying man with 10-foot wings, like you're drawing. Yay. Uh, Following their car while they were driving in an area outside of town known as the TNT area, the site of a former World War II munitions plant. Steve Mallette stated to the Point Pleasant... Uh, why do I keep saying this? <laughs> Point Pleasant Register that it was like a man with wings. It wasn't anything like you'd see on TV or in a monster movie. Roger Scarberry said that he had seen the creature by himself... Uh, that if he'd seen the creature by himself, he wouldn't have said anything, but there were four of us who saw it. During the next few days, other people reported similar sightings. Two volunteer firemen who saw it said it was a large bird with red eyes, and Mason County Sheriff George Johnston commented that he believed the sightings were due to an unusually large heron he termed a shite poke. Oh yeah, those shite pokes. Thanks, George Johnson. Yes, those scary old shite pokes. Uh, contractor Newell Partridge told Johnson that when he aimed a flashlight at a creature in a nearby field, its eyes glowed like bicycle reflectors, and blamed buzzing noises from his television set and the disappearance of his German shepherd dog on the creature. Wildlife biologist Dr. Robert L. Smith at West West Virginia University told reporters that descriptions and sightings all fit the sandhill crane, a large American uh, crane, almost as high as a man, with a seven-foot wingspan featuring circles of reddish coloring around the eyes, and that the bird may have wandered out of its migration route. But this particular crane was unrecognized at first because it is not native to this region. After December 15, 1967, collapse of the Silver Bridge and the death of 46 people, the incident gave rise to the legend and connected the Mothman sightings to the bridge collapse. In 2016, WCHS-TV published a photo purported to be of Mothman taken by an anonymous man while driving on Route 2. Some pseudoscience adherents, such as UFOlogists, uh, paranormal authors, and cryptozoologists, claim that Mothman was an alien, a supernatural manifestation, or a previously unknown species of animal. In his 1975 book, The Mothman Prophecies, author John Keel claimed that the Point Pleasant residents experienced precognitions, including premonitions of the collapse of the Silver Bridge, unidentified flying object sightings, visits from inhuman or threatening men in black, and other phenomena. But, so, this is interesting, uh, considered to be a harbinger of doom... The Mothman possesses a blood-curdling shriek that's been known to make those who hear it experience nausea and vertigo. Notably, Mothman has been seen before many disasters in the world have occurred, and is even said to have warned people of impending disaster before. So he's a good guy. He's just kind of a harbinger, is, I guess. Like, basically, like, so some shit's gonna go down, people. Make of that what you will. (laughs) Mothman out. I will not tell you what. Nope. And many of you will die. Maybe. 
but possibly not sincerely mothman (laughs) like basically like that's all that's all he's about it seems to be but like so i i almost flipped the page i know (laughs) so i've got another one this one i hadn't actually heard of and this is uh yeah now for a slightly less popular man the big gray man so i don't understand from that name what he looks like at all (laughs) i i do wonder is he small and green. And pink. Yeah. <laughs> in Scottish folklore, Amphir um, basically Gaelic for big grey man, or Scottish Gaelic, also known as the big grey man of Ben MacDui, or simply the Greyman, it's actually spelled that way, so I'm allowed to say it, <laughs> is the name of a presence or creature which is said to haunt the summit and passes of Ben MacDui, the highest peak of the Cairnorms, and the second highest peak in Scotland, also in the British Isles. So, those who have seen the Grey Man describe it as an extremely tall figure covered with short hair, or as an unseen presence that causes uneasy feelings in people who climb the mountain. Other eyewitnesses describe it as a large humanoid standing over 10 feet tall and having olive-toned skin with long arms and broad shoulders. That's a different one, though. Yeah, and that's the olive that's, man. That's the big olive-skin-toned man. <laughs> that's the big shoulders guy. <laughs> So, evidence of the existence of this creature is limited to various sightings and a few photographs of unusual footprints. And this, I thought, was kind of creepy. So, like, nearly all reports of Amphier Lathmore include the sound of footsteps crunching in the gravel just out of sight. So he only walks on gravel? Yeah. Well, I mean, this is a mountain. It's kind of rocky. <laughs> okay. There probably isn't, like, a nice wooden Seems like you path. could just cross some grass and get away from him. No. Because he hates it. Maybe he's into the grass. Only likes crunchy Maybe he's noises. Just, I love the sound of shoes on gravel. Off he topic, does too. but that's like ASMR for me. I love it. <laughs> so the first recorded encounter with Amphir Leathmore was reported in 1891, but wasn't made public until 1925. In 1925, the noted climber J. Norman Colley recounted a terrifying experience he had enjoyed while alone near the summit of Ben Makdui some 35 years before. All right, so here's a quote from him. I began to think I heard something else than merely the noise of my own footsteps. For every few steps I took, I heard a crunch, and then another crunch, as if if someone was walking after me. But taking steps three or four times the length of my own, Kali was unable to make out the source of the noises because of mist and continued. As the eerie crunch, crunch sounded behind me, I was seized with terror and took to my heels, staggering blindly among the boulders for four or five miles. Collie's account was reported in the local press and followed by a correspondence on the subject. Norman G. Forbes reported that he had heard a mysterious clanking noise while climbing Briarc in the summer mist. It proved to be too dear. He noted that the Kiernorms have an uncanny power of inducing a feeling of eeriness, and the mind, alone in lonely places, creates many things out of its imagining. However, some climbers have also reported similar experiences, many describing uncontrollable feelings of fear and panic, some seeing a huge gray figure behind them, and others only hearing sounds. For example, in 1904, climber Hugh D. Welsh heard unexplained slurring footsteps near the summit of Ben Makdui and had an eerie feeling of apprehension, while in 1945, Peter Densham, a mountaineer and rescue worker, heard a crunching noise and was overcome by a feeling of apprehension. And in 1948, Richard Frere, a climber, wrote about his sense of a presence, utterly abstract but intensely real, on the mountain, and heard an intensely high singing note. In 1958, an encounter was published in the Scots Magazine by naturalist and mountaineer Alexander Tunian. In October 1943, I spent a ten-day leave climbing alone in the Cairnorms. One afternoon, just as I reached the summit cairn of Ben Makdui, mist swirled across the Larry Gru and enveloped the mountain. The atmosphere became dark and oppressive. A fierce, bitter wind whisked among the boulders, and an odd sound escaped through the mist, a loud footstep, it seemed. Then another, and another. A strange shape loomed up, receded, came charging at me. Without hesitation, I whipped out the revolver and fired three times at the figure. When it still came on, I turned and herred down the path. Herred? I love it. He herred down that path. (laughs) Real fast. Harry. Reaching Glendary in a time that I have never bettered. You may ask, was it really the Fjellethmor? Frankly, I think it was. Okay. So basically, yeah. 
Scottish words are hard to pronounce. And or he shot someone. Hopefully not. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like, I mean, they haven't seen any of this. So they just, like, are seized by fear, right? So it's just like, and hear the footsteps, but there's nothing there. So that one I thought was interesting. Also because it's, like, from Scotland. I don't get to hear these things. So the next one is the Stronze Beast. The Stronze Beast was a large carcass or globster that washed ashore on the island of Stronze, at the time spelled Stronza, in the Orkney Islands, Scotland, after a storm on the 25th of September 9, uh, 1808. The carcass measured 55 feet in length, but as part of the tail was apparently missing, it was estimated the animal was longer than that. The Natural History Society of Edinburgh could not identify the carcass and decided it was a new species, probably a sea serpent. Later, the anatomist Sir Everard Home in London dismissed the measurement, declaring it must have been around 36 feet, and deemed it to be a decaying basking shark. Because basking sharks can apparently take on, like, a pseudo-plesiosaur appearance during decomp. Um, in 1849, Scottish professor John Goodsir in Edinburgh came to the same conclusion. The Stronze Beast, known locally as the Stronze Monster, was measured by three witnesses. One was a carpenter, and the other two were farmers. It was four feet wide and had a circumference of about ten feet. It had three pairs of paws, or wings. Its skin was smooth when stroked head to tail, and rough when stroked tail to head. Its fins were edged with bristles, and it had a mane of bristles all down its back. The bristles glowed in the dark when wet. Its stomach contents were red. Bernard Hovelmans, a founding figure of cryptozoology, suggested that it may indeed have been an unusually large basking shark, but the drawings of the Stronce Beast decayed carcass are similar in shape and size to the popular image of the Loch Ness Monster, although it was criticized by the eyewitnesses as not matching their description in all regards. The third pair of appendages could be a male shark's claspers, but male sharks are generally smaller than the females of the same species, and the creature's remains were cartilage, not bone, so it could not have been an oarfish nor any other animal with a bone skeleton. Hmm. Yeah, and this was a real thing. You see pictures of the carcass wa- washed up. It's like, it's really creepy. People yeah. are still convinced it's a new species, yeah. So next is a classic and a personal fave of mine, because it looks really creepy, and that is the Flatwoods Monster. So, Andrea, you haven't heard of it. I know, I know, it's creepy looking. (laughs) It's got kind of a corny story, but it's creepy looking. I don't know, something about the spade. So, this from the Cryptids Wikia. The Flatwoods Monster, also known as the Braxton County Monster, or Frametown Monster, is a cryptid sighted in Flatwoods, West Virginia and Frametown, West Virginia, respectively. And I don't know what's going on with West Virginia because, like, all cryptids are seem to be like from there. And it's believed to be of extraterrestrial nature. The entity was initially reported as being about ten feet tall and four feet wide. It appeared to be some sort of robotic suit or spacecraft rather than an organic being. It had a cowl in the shape of an ace of spades behind a round red head. Set in the head were two eyes, described as portholes, glowing green-orange and the size of half-dollars. The body was a metallic armored structure lined with thick vertical pipes. Discrepancies exist in the actual color of the armor, some claiming it to be black while others saying green. The existence of arms is a similar matter. Most state the monster was armless, while others claimed it possessed small, toy-like arms. Ew. I know, that sounds creepy to me. At 7.15 on September 12, 1952, three little boys witnessed a bright object across the sky. The object came to rest on land belonging to a local farmer. Once they saw the thing land, the boys went to one of their mom's houses, where they reported seeing a UFO crash land in the hills. From there, the boys and a group of locals went to the farm to try to find whatever whatever it was they'd seen. Uh, One of the local dogs ran ahead out of sight and started barking, and moments later ran back to the group with its tail between its legs. After traveling about a quarter of a mile, the group reached the top of a hill, where they reportedly saw a large pulsating ball of fire about 50 feet away. They also saw, and smelled, a mist that made their eyes and noses burn. A farmer then noticed two small lights over to the left of the object and directed his flashlight towards them, revealing the creature which was reported to have emitted a shrill hissing noise before gliding towards them, changing direction, and then heading off towards the red light. At this point, the group fled in panic. Upon returning home, the mother contacted the local sheriff and a news reporter. 
The reporter conducted a number of interviews and returned to the site when the, uh, with the farmer later that night, where he reported that there was a sickening, burnt, metallic odor still prevailing. The sheriff and his deputy searched the area separately, but found no trace of the encounter. Early the next morning, the reporter visited the site of the encounter for a second time and discovered two tracks in the mud, as well as traces of a thick, black liquid. He immediately reported them as being possible signs of a saucer landing based on the premise that the area had not been subjected to traffic for at least a year. It was later revealed that the tracks were likely to have been those of a Chevrolet pickup truck driven by a local who had gone to site to look for the creature some hours prior to Stewart's discovery. How exotic. I know, Chevrolets. (laughs) I'm frightened too. After the event, investigators associated with civilian saucer investigation, apparently a thing, obtained a number of accounts from witnesses who claimed to have experienced a similar or related phenomena. These accounts include the story of a mother and her 21-year-old daughter, who claimed to have encountered a creature with the same appearance and odor a week prior to the September 12th incident. The encounter reportedly affected the daughter so badly that she was confined to a hospital for three weeks. With the vapors. <clears throat> yeah, they gave her her smelling salts, and she was, <laughs> she was right again. Now, I just thought it was interesting, like, that a lot of these things seem to smell bad. Hmm. Yeah. Stinky cryptids. Stinky cryptids, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, although I don't know if these smell bad or not, they're probably fine. I don't mean to offend, but... They're listening, they're just like, hey, <laughs> man. Sorry, shout out to the Fresno Nightcrawlers, who I'm sure smell perfectly (laughs) fine. Um, (laughs) The Fresno Nightcrawlers, also known as Fresno Aliens, are purported entities reported to have been sighted in the city of Fresno. In Fresno County, California. Yep. No, I know. When I when I first researched this, it also put, like, California in brackets, and then, like, California, USA in brackets, and then, like, United States in brackets. And then... And I deleted all those brackets. North America? I was like, that's enough. Planet yeah. Planet Earth? Planet Earth, universe, A. <laughs> like, yeah. So they've been... Yeah, they've been sighted in Fresno County, and later in uh, California's Yosemite National Park, <clears throat> which I think is interesting, because maybe they're just having a good time. Maybe. Taking some pictures. I'm going to cough all through this one. I know, I'm dying too. I don't know what's with my throat I think I'm getting a cold. I think I'm getting lung cancer. Okay. I know, they're both pretty bad. Yeah. um, Colds are annoying. Feel sorry for me, please. No, I know, colds can really get you down. I said I have a cold. I know. Nobody cares about your cancer. I know, geez. How could I be so selfish? All right, so (laughs) while the exact date of the first known footage said to depict (laughs) Fresno Nightcrawlers is unknown, the Odyssey Online reported that the footage dates back to the 1990s. The footage is claimed to have resulted from an anonymous homeowner in South Fresno, California, having installed surveillance cameras to capture evidence of neighborhood dogs trespassing in his yard. Yeah, that sounds better. I know, right? So the video, which was obtained from one of the individual security cameras, and you can still access this video online, it's really easy, and it actually is kind of weird. It shows two pale, long-legged entities striding across the lawn. It's a couple of white chicks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but here's the fun part. Is it Paris Hilton? actually kind of hilarious. It's Paris Hilton. And a friend, <laughs> Nicole, the other one. I don't know. The other one. <clears throat> yeah, the other one. So in 2011, when security officials of Yosemite National Park were reportedly hoping to identify a group of vandals who had been damaging and thieving private property, a pair of bipedal humanoids with similar appearances to those shown in the original Fresno footage were captured on park security cameras. So the beings have reportedly been recognized by at least one local Native American nation, and certain Native American wood carvings have been noted as bearing a significant resemblance to the Fresno Nightcrawlers. The original Fresno surveillance footage was featured on the second episode of the first season of the Paranormal Investigation television series Fact or Faked Paranormal Files, which originally aired in 2010. Funnily enough, though, the Fresno Nightcrawlers resemble uh, pairs of pants (laughs) stalking about on their own. Oh, yeah. Yeah, watch the video. It's really funny because it does just look like two creepy little white pants. Like, (laughs) just walking around. So, this is from the odysseyonline.com. Their motives are also unknown and seem to have no ties to other extraterrestrial phenomenon. They are not accompanied by any flying saucers or connection to any known cases of alien abduction. So, what do these little leggings want? While the Fresno public is intrigued by the phenomenon, nobody seems to show very much worry since nothing negative has been associated with the sightings. 
These sightings are not a recent development. The local Native American tribe insist that these centri- that these creatures have been walking around for a long time. They just want... Just little pants. Some exercise. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to stay on top. They, it's hard to they stay They don't skip thin. leg day, what can I say? They all start looking like cargo pants otherwise. Oh, yeah, don't, don't want that. Uh, I hate when my legs do that. So this one is this one's kind of creepy. <clears throat> this next one, I want I to find the one lamb related of tartar. to tartary. Tartar. Tartar. <laughs> it could be, but like, it's a plant-based one. I want to find one that was plant, and I oh, found one that was a plant. Yeah. So the lamb <laughs> of tartary, also known as the vegetable lamb of tartary, the Scythian lamb, and the Boromets, among other names, is a legendary cryptid of Central Asia. It was believed to grow sheep in the same manner that a tree grows fruit, which were connected to the plant by an umbilical cord. In his book, The Vegetable Lamb of Tartary, 1887, Henry Lee describes the legendary lamb as to be both a true animal and a living plant. However, he states that some writers believed the lamb to be the fruit of the plant, sprouting forward from melon-like seeds. Others, however, believed the lamb to be a living member of the plant that would perish if separated from it. The vegetable lamb was believed to have blood, bones, and flesh like that of a normal lamb. Mm-hmm. However, yeah, creepy, right? So, however, later in the 16th century, the lamb of Tartary was believed to have authentic blood and bones, but not true flesh. So, bloody bones? <clears throat> yeah, but the flesh is plant. Like, there's flesh, but it was plant material. I don't... Like, some people thought it just, like, there's a lamb grown from a plant. Are they sure they didn't mm-hmm. just accidentally come across, like, a dead lamb? No, no, no. The lamb is fine. It, like, it's, it's there. It's, oh, al- it's living. It's alive. Okay. Yeah, but it grew from a plant and was attached to it by, like, an umbilical cord. Uh-huh. So, it was connected to the earth by a stem, similar to an umbilical cord, that propped the <laughs> lamb up above ground. The stem could flex downward, allowing the lamb to feed on the grass and plants surrounding it. Once the plants within reach were eaten, the lamb died. Then, after expiring, the lamb became edible, and its blood supposedly tasted sweet, like honey. <laughs> yeah, that sounds nasty. Who's like, hey, I'm gonna eat that. <clears throat> yeah, I know, someone's like, this is the yummy, yummy. creepiest thing I've ever seen, time to eat it. <laughs> yeah, its wool was said to be used by the native people of its homeland to make head coverings and other articles of clothing. Somebody was on acid. I know, right? And the only carnivorous <laughs> animals attracted to the lamb plant, other than humans, were wolves. The possible explanation for this cryptid is that when Lee wrote his book, they only knew of wool and not cotton. Wool, they reasoned, must come from sheep, so it is possible that this cryptid is just a fanciful rendition of a cotton plant. Um, It may be eaten by herbivores because it is classified as plant. However, a similar creature appears in early Jewish folklore tales, called the Edua. I don't know how to pronounce that, so I'm sorry if I butchered it. It appeared to be a lamb, but it sprouted from a stem rising from the earth. And the only way to kill the strange creature was to sever the connection between lamb and stem. Thereafter, the bones of the Edwa could be used during prophetic ceremonies. In some versions of the tale, the lamb plant is highly aggressive and snatches up any poor soul within reach. These tales of Jewish folklore could be the origin of the lamb of Tartary. Oh, weird. <clears throat> yeah, so it's a mean lamb in some cases. <laughs> Either way, I thought it was really creepy. There was, like, drawings of it, and I was like, ugh. But, like, okay, uh, to end on another classic, because I couldn't not cover this one, The Jersey Devil. You could have just not. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I could have. But you know what? This is important news. Have you heard of it? I have. I don't remember it, though. Okay. Well, I'm about to refresh your memory. In New Jersey folklore, the Jersey Devil, a.k.a. the Leeds Devil, is a legendary creature said to inhabit the Pine Barrens of southern New Jersey. The creature is often described as a flying biped with hooves, but there are many variations. The common description is that of a kangaroo-like or wyvern-like creature with a goat or horse-like head, leathery bat-like wings, horns, small arms with clawed hands, cloven hooves, and a forked tail. It has been reported to move quickly, and often is described as emitting a blood-curdling scream. Could be one of the members of Jersey Shore. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, there's that. Right. What's her name? I was just about to say. Yeah. (laughs) It's you and all your cloven-hooved glory. (laughs) According to popular folklore, the Jersey Devil originated with a Pine Barrens resident named Jane Leeds, known as Mother Leeds. The legend states that Mother Leeds had 12 children and, after finding she was pregnant for the 13th time, cursed the child in frustration, crying that the child would be the devil. 
During 1735, Mother Leeds was in labor on a stormy night while her friends gathered around her. Born as a normal child, the 13th child changed to a creature with hooves, a goat's head, bat wings, and a forked tail. Growling and screaming, it killed the midwife before flying up the chimney and heading into the pines. In some versions of the tale, Mother Leeds was supposedly a witch, and the child's father was the devil himself. Some versions of the legend also state that there is subsequently an attempt by local clergymen. Cler- clergymen. I've been debating that with myself over and over. <laughs> clergymen to exorcise the creature from the Pine Barrens, or that the creature proceeded to kill local children. It just sounds like a normal kid. Yeah. To me, kids from can like be what I've mean. seen. <clears throat> just from personal experience, yeah. <laughs> Although the Leeds Devil legend has apparently existed since the 18th century, Regal states that the more modern depictions of the Jersey Devil, as well as the now-pervasive Jersey Devil name, first became truly standardized in current form during the early 20th century. (coughs) During the pre-revolutionary period, the Leeds family, who called the Pine Barrens home, soured its relationship with the Quaker majority. The Quakers saw saw no hurry to give their former fellow religionist an easy time in circles of gossip. His wives had all died, as had several children. His son Titan stood accused by Benjamin Franklin of being a ghost. Of course. <laughs> I hate it when people Ren, accuse me of ghosts. Are you a ghost? I mean, of ghosthood. <laughs> yeah. Relative ghosthood. I'm only visiting. The family crest had winged dragons on it. So, in a time when thoughts of independence were being born, these issues made the Leeds family political and religious monsters. From all this over time, the legend of the Leeds Devil was born. References to the Jersey Devil do not appear in newspapers or other printed material until the 20th century. The first major flap came in 1909. It is from these sightings that the popular image of the creature, bat-like wings, horse head, claws, and general air of a dragon, became standardized. I like that, hey. General air of a dragon, Snoopy. (laughs) I know, I just like thinking about her. Always. Just picturing it. She's got a general She's been around for a long time. That like horse. Longer I mean, than we thought. She, yeah, no, 1909. And prior. References to a Leeds devil or devil of Leeds appear in earlier printed material prior to the widespread usage of the Jersey devil name. During 1859, the Atlantic Monthly published an article detailing the Leeds devil folktales popular among Pine Barren residents or what they were called pine rats, apparently. That's terrible. A newspaper from 1887 described sightings of a winged creature known, uh, referred to as the Devil of Leeds, allegedly spotted near the Pine Barrens and well-known among the local populace of Burlington County, New Jersey. So here's a quote. Um, Whenever he went near it, it would give a most unearthly yell that frightened the dogs. It whipped at every dog on the place. That thing, said the colonel, so this is a colonel from the area, is not a bird nor an animal, but it is the Leeds Devil, according to the description, and it was born over in Evesham, Burlington County, a hundred years ago. There is no mistake about it. I never saw the horrible critter myself, but I can remember well when it was roaming around in Evesham Woods 50 years ago, and when it was hunted by men and dogs and shot at by the best marksmen there were in all South Jersey, but could not be killed. There isn't a family in Burlington, or any of the adjoining counties that does not know of the Leeds Devil. And it was a word to frighten children <laughs> with when I was a boy. Say the word. No, I'm not gonna say it that word. It is a bugaboo. That's a not a good word. I'm pretty sure it's a racist word. Yeah. What? Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure it's a. They're refer- like a scary tale. Uh, boogeyman to frighten children with when I was a boy. <laughs> there have been many claims of sightings and occurrences involving the Jersey Devil. I could be wrong about that. I don't know. There are too many like old racist words floating around. Really. It looks like they're they're using it to mean to mean they mean boogeyman basically. Like it yeah. was it was the boogeyman to frighten children with when I was boy. So basically, like people would like tell their children about the Leeds Devil the and how it was going to get, get you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then that's fair. But recently, like. um there have been many claims of sightings and occurrences inv- involving the Jersey Devil, right? Like, this is still going on. Mm-hmm. According to legend, while visiting the Hanover Millworks... still alive. Yeah, she's still, she's still hanging out. Uh, yeah, while visiting the Hanover Millworks to inspect his cannonballs being forged, Commodore Stephen Dicature sighted a flying creature and fired a cannonball directly upon it to no effect. I often need to inspect my cannonballs. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's, <laughs> Joe, I, right? You know, have to make sure they're round. I should probably check on them right now. And, and who knows what they're up to. Yeah. <laughs> 
Joseph Bonaparte, elder brother of Napoleon, is also claimed to have seen the Jersey Devil while hunting on, on his Bordentown estate about nine, uh, in about 1820. During 1840, the Jersey Devil is blamed for several livestock killings. Similar attacks were reported during 1841, accompanied by tracks and screams. In Greenwich, during Greenwich. the summer... It says Greenwich. It's pronounced Greenwich. Are you sure? Yeah. I'll take your word for it. In Greenwich during December 1925, <laughs> a local farmer shot an unidentified animal as it attempted to steal his chickens <gasps> and then photographed Stop the corpse. stealing chickens, Jersey Devil. I know. And Snooky. <laughs> She's just there. <laughs> She's just like, I grabbing the chickens. am hungry. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, picks one up, walks away with it, like, just casually. It's just, like, cradled in her arms. <laughs> <laughs> afterward, afterward, uh, the guy claims that none of 100 people he showed it to could identify it. On July 27th, 1937, an unknown animal with red eyes, seen by the residents of Downington, Pennsylvania, was compared to the Jersey Devil by a reporter for the Pennsylvania Bulletin on July 28th, 1937. In 1951, a group of Gibbstown, New Jersey boys claimed to have seen a monster matching the devil's description, and claims of a corpse matching the Jersey Devil's description arose in 1957. During 1960, tracks and noises heard near May's Landing were claimed to be from the Jersey Devil as well. During the same year, the merchants around Camden offered a $10,000 reward for the capture of the Jersey Devil, even offering to build a private zoo to house the creature if it was captured. Yep, people really got into wow. this and still do. Yeah. Yeah, one current New Jersey group called the Devil Hunters refers to themselves as official researchers of the Jersey Devil and devote time to collecting reports, visiting historic sites, and going on nocturnal hunts in the Pine Barrens in order to find proof that the Jersey Devil does in fact exist. Okay. Yeah. I like the Jersey Devil one. I know, there's a lot to unpack about that. There is, and theories. Yeah, there's more, too. And there's more modern ones as well. Like, it's fun to look that one up. It's always been, like, my least favorite one because I hadn't heard much about it. Mm -hmm. And as I heard more, I was like, okay, okay, I get get the, the, you know, the fuss. (laughs) (laughs) This is what the fuss is about. Ah, yeah. Before, I was just like, so someone saw a dragon thing in New Jersey. Who cares? I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of dragon people. New Jersey itself is scarier. It like, is. It's awful. I mean, we all know this. I've never actually <laughs> been there. I just, I saw it in, I used in to, some places. I used to call bad. them. I you used to call New Jersey? Yeah, like, just, just all like, of them? on the phone just when everyone. I was bored. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Jersey, <laughs> no, what you used, wearing? <laughs> what you doing? Um, I used to be a surveyor a telephone surveyor right and so one of the surveys that we were doing for like months and months called only people in new jersey and they were for sure the like meanest people (laughs) they were all dragons all cloven hooved (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's really weird to me i've heard that you know certain like cities can be really nasty i don't know I don't know. I, I feel like everyone's kind of a dick to people who call them for, like, a shit like that. Yeah, but we called other places, too, and it was and really, they were... they were polite about hanging up on you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's that's. I wasn't even funny. telemarketing. Yeah, that's a little different, I just eh? wanted people to do a survey. It yeah, I'm usually pretty chill money. with that. It just costs you all your time. Yeah, it's annoying and timely, but, I mean, you can't always just say, no thanks, and hang up. Well, and like, some of the ones that we do. were doing were short. Oh, okay, then who cares? Yeah, yeah they were, like, ten questions, but people couldn't handle it it was yeah. like not even 10 eight questions or something. yeah people who fast. try to sell me a credit card are worse that yeah drives me nuts yeah happens too much so with my case i was saying i think it had like it could turn out to have a lot to do like be quite similar to the jasmine richardson case yeah that was a theory that you're that you're thinking about yeah, yeah. here the one that happened <clears throat> actually here in alberta yeah I think it, was it happens like hat? yeah and it happened over a decade ago um, yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah, she's, def- hat, she's in her twenties for sure now, but she was twelve then. Yeah, and she had a creepy like twenty-something-year-old boyfriend. Yeah, he was twenty-one, and she Ew. was twelve. Ew. And he said that he was like a thousands or hundreds centuries. Year- <laughs> very old. He said he was like over <laughs> I can't remember years what old. it was if he was thousands of years old or hundreds of years old, but he uh, was like, a werewolf. Oh no! And he liked the taste of blood. Oh my goodness. And 
she and thought that was really cool. Got into it, yeah. Edgy and then thing. she got him to like come over and help her kill her parents and little brother. Yeah, who was like nine or something. I don't know. Oh my god. Yeah, I remember that. But I'm just like this one, and I'm not saying that this is what happened because the police she could have just been kidnapped. Well, yeah. and the police are saying it doesn't look like they don't. She's not a suspect at all. No, she's. They just... think she's just been collateral taken. damage yeah she yeah or taken for a specific reason yeah yeah but yeah it, we were thinking about the comparison to like uh the age basically yeah. like 12 and 13 like just like the ages are similar and yeah and just like it reminded us of that case we were talking about that case because that case was really fucked i remember hearing about it like when it first came out mm-hmm. like way back when i was also in like well, jasmine was missing at first high. too so they thought she yeah, had been they thought she'd been hurt she, too. they thought she'd probably been killed or kidnapped yeah and then then it turned out yeah that this was a thing she showed remorse for that though didn't she i forget if she did or eventually, not. Eventually, yeah. I, I eventually, great. I just can't imagine, like, why would you kill your nine-year-old brother on top of it? I guess maybe it was like, like what was um, he going to do to stop your creepy-ass relationship? It might have been actually an empathy thing. Like, I'm killing you so that you don't have to live without, oh, without your, your parents. Oh, without your parents. Yikes. I don't know for sure, oh, but God. I mean, I don't. But maybe, It's yeah. not like he was going to stop her from hanging out with her boyfriend, so. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's scary that that shit exists. I don't know, if you're 21, you're hitting up 12-year-olds, you're probably, like, fucked up already. Like, yeah. regardless whether you think you're a centuries-old werewolf or not. And then she just got caught up in person. it because she was 12. She was 12, and she obviously, like, was not happy with her parents in some way. Because, like, I don't think you just suddenly decide to do that. Like, you might disown no, yourself and run away was, with the boyfriend, but the murder is They one were thing. actually perfectly fine, apparently, before that. The only so problem was, was that she really, really wanted to be with him, and her parents obviously forbid were not her, her from hanging out with a twenty-one-year-old guy. No kidding. Yeah, oh, those which poor is parents. reasonable. Yeah, yeah, like they were stabbed. They were just being good people. Yeah, they didn't even. Yeah, it wasn't even a gun. It was like Stabbing. way more intimate than that. Yeah, the brother's throat fuck. was slit. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that's an intense case. We might talk about that one. Uh, yeah. Coming up, because that's an interesting one with a lot of, like, unique details. It was a big, big case here, obviously, but I think it was a big one at the time, too, because it mm-hmm. was kind of new-ish in this area for the time, like, of young, like, younger, like, kids or prepubescent people killing their parents. Mm-hmm. I think it was, yeah, I think it was, like, the first case of... Patricide, uh, matricide. Matricide, yeah. Yeah. I know there's... There's a word for when it's just a parent. When it's both parents, but, yeah. yeah. I think that is, like, just patricide, but even though that should, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Parricide, maybe? P- no, that, I think that's killing, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> that's killing your kids. But, yeah, so. Yikes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there is that comparison. We're wondering. So, with that case, regardless of what ends up being, because uh, we're Jamie also Klaus. wondering if she was, like, kidnapped. Like, I'm wondering if she was targeted specifically and kidnapped for the same reason that that girl you're reading about was. She might have had, like, an older guy interested in her or... Yeah, or someone interested. Or she could have been killed and just... They didn't have time to get rid of the parents' bodies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's hard to say. Like, who knows? It could have been, like, a yeah an anger revenge killing for some reason. Yeah. Because we had that other case here where that guy killed gr- the two grandparents and the grandson. Right. And it was all revenge. That's so fucked. Because, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Because of some business dealings. Yeah, people, I don't understand this. Like, I don't understand, like, revenge killing. I think so, yeah. Yeah. I do not understand revenge killing. Like, revenge keying a car, I get. And then when you're revenge killing, like, he was only mad at the grandfather. Yeah, so. But he killed the grandmother and the grandson, the kid. I know. Like, like, this person was obviously. Kill who you're mad at, not everybody around them. (laughs) Jeez. Lesson of the day. I don't know. You could just like poke holes in their tires or something. Like I, there's so there's there's non evil ways of doing things. I'm just guys. saying if you have to kill them, but you'd never don't have to revenge other kill. Yeah. <laughs> you never have to revenge kill. Hey, sometimes it's good just to point them in at least a less harmful. I mean, direction. yeah. Okay, but have you considered like egging people's heads? <laughs> 
<laughs> someone that. like launched I an I know, and someone launched like an egg gun at our house once, like I know. to get revenge on Andrea. I they egged his mom's house. Okay, like. we just assumed it was to get revenge on me. Well, it wasn't to get revenge on any of us. I was like five. I know. I hadn't made enough enemies yet. That would come next year. It was actually a potato gun. Yeah, and they fired like egg out of it. I think we just yeah, and it froze immediately to the bay window. Yeah. I think we just assumed it was probably me because it's like something high schoolers would do when I was in high school. Yeah, which It also sense, could have yeah. had nothing to do with me. It could have been random. Because we had we all of those people, high school yeah. kids cutting people's like hoses and, hoses stuff. and yeah, stuff. Yeah, just so all up and down the block. Yeah. It could have been totally random. Yeah, there was weird shit that went down. I remember getting blamed for a lot of it like when I was a little older because like one of our neighbors genuinely just didn't like me because their kid was an entitled brat and I stood up for myself and they were not fond of that. So I got blamed for, like, their car or something getting, like, vandalized, and I actually didn't do that. The worst I ever did was, like, splash mud on the kid's bike. Who I was that? also a kid. Um, that was uh, rhymes with Quarina. Quarina. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think or, I know. Yeah. All right. Warina, yeah, something. Narina, <laughs> we'll say, Marina. yeah. Okay, rhymes with that. Yeah, I don't think I actually knew that person, but no, I know you're talking her about her mom. Was fucked. Yeah, I was probably yeah. gone. Yeah, you were. You, yeah, probably. I moved out pretty young. Yeah, yeah, you did. But yeah, so that's our that's our shit for tonight. That's I hope our you show. learned some stuff about cryptids. I want to find some creepier ones soon. I actually might have a special guest on who is also my boyfriend. And he knows a lot about cryptids. He's really into that. He's a huge nerd. So, like, yeah. Yeah, we can Look do that forward in to the that if year. he's into that. Yeah, yeah. Um, our secret cousin, Brenda, also. <laughs> secret cousin, Brenda. I don't know if she wants me to say any of this. <laughs> oh. But, uh, but like, I won't say it, but she thing? might have some stories about. Um, like hauntings and stuff. Yeah, that would be really great. Yeah, so we're looking forward to that. Look forward to our Christmas stories and some guest speakers. Yeah, yeah we got but a lot that'll going be in on. the new year. From now on, we're just doing Christmas. Yeah, stories. we're doing a lot of Christmas. So yes, look forward to it, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Sleep well.